5G, it's the fifth generation technology standard for mobile networks, and it's been the talk of the town in recent years. But only now are we starting to see the real world impact it's had on everything from business transformation, consumer applications, and even sustainability goals. This is really just the start. With expectations for new innovations like driverless cars right to the virtual reality in the metaverse, these trends will only further drive the need for 5G in the years to come. In this episode, leading tech strategist and futurist Rohit Tawa, who's CEO of Fast Future, talks with Huawei's Jeremy Thompson, VP of Western Europe, about 5G and the need to remain curious. Over to you, Rohit. Uh, let's start with what's different between what was happening and being discussed back in 2019, the last time everyone was together face to face, and what we're seeing now. Well, thank you for inviting me. And uh, it, the most striking difference uh, I've noticed in the show this year is we're not talking about concepts anymore, about what you might use 5G. Uh, we're talking about how 5G will be implemented or has been implemented and there are lots of case studies all around the halls here of um, agriculture um, underwater drones on the orange stand for example you know I remember two years ago we were talking about uh, how 5G might be able to support the digitalization of agriculture um, and now we're actually seeing working cases of where it has been implemented and you know, I took a C- uh, CTO around one of the sites uh, on early in the week, and um, and you know he he was very interested to see how you actually start building your network to support uh, 5G applications. And it's not like one big bang you roll it all out with all the features and slicing and everything to enable these new B2B applications. You sort of build it um, over time, and and that became a really uh, uh, I, I think quite insightful for for him to said, you know, he now has has, has the roadmap for him to build five G and five G applications. Excellent. And and so just staying on the five G theme for a moment, one of the other things that I've noticed walking around the show is people really embracing sustainability and the sustainable development goals, and going much further than just greenwashing. Really demonstrating how they're having an impact on specific goals. What for you do you think is, is the, the range of most valuable areas within the Sustainable Development Goals where 5G could have a transformative impact? Well, I think we have to remember that the, the operators, the carriers, um, are huge organizations uh, in their own countries and typically consume about 1% of the national grid. So anything they do to um, reduce the uh, energy usage uh, will have an impact on the country. I mean, 1% doesn't sound like a lot, but that's just one industry. And, you know, with the growth in adoption of, you know, multiple devices and communications, that number would only be going up if it wasn't for the efforts of the carriers, the vendors, the whole ecosystem supply chain, um, focusing on getting a more efficient product out there. And, you know, I've noticed... Uh, here a lot of uh, stands promoting sustainability uh, but what I do happen to know because I've been involved in this activity for some time that what they're showing wasn't invented this year or last year it started 10 years ago you know, 
in order to move to a sustainable um, environment, you've got to think about you know, sustainability by design. And whilst you know we, we show products every year and they appear to be new, the design life cycle can be three, five years. So you have to build in that uh, capability into the architecture of a product. And, and that's what we're seeing here now. Um, and, uh, and I think it's great to see, to be honest. Uh, but it, it's been a long time coming. And I think by showcasing it here, it will, it will probably accelerate uh, the, uh, the, the, the development of that. Things like circular economy, you know, we were just thinking about a few years ago. And I was on the orange stand just a few minutes ago. And they've got a whole section on the circular economy and how that's impacting their business. So uh, I think it's great and it's going to get better, I think. Excellent, thank you. So 5G was one of those technologies that was conceptual a few years ago. We're now into the implementation and rollout phase. As you walk the show floors, what are you now seeing that's more conceptual but could be rolling out more in the next couple of years? So 5G was always going to be about business to business and transformation of things like... um, you know, the logistics at ports and agriculture, as you mentioned, health. We're seeing a lot of those uh, here, uh, but much more advanced. You know, we're not, they're not talking about the concepts now. They're talking about hospitals where it's used, uh, examples and case studies of, um, of farms, which are now, you know, almost 100% digitalized. And so, so I think uh, we're seeing a lot of that. Um, and then, you know, we can always rely on the Koreans, I think, to, to bring a bit more spice to, to, the, uh, to the show. And, you know, we've, I think you can't, you can't sort of turn your head twice without seeing some Korean dancer uh, or some Korean dancing app. And so there's quite a lot of that out there as well. And um, on the Korean telecom site, there is the uh, metaverse uh, applications, um, which are taking sort of headsets to, an, to a new level. And, um, and that's great. It's great fun to see. And you can... You can see where we're going to in terms of, or physically feel it and watch it and experience where we're going to in terms of, in terms of the metaverse. And I think that's the first time ever uh, I can say that because typically you put on the headsets and you know, if you're not feeling a bit queasy after five minutes, it's, um, you, you know, th- there's not a lot to see. Uh, but uh, Orange also had a, um, a Nostral Dam uh, headset where they, uh, they do a complete walkthrough Notre Dame, which of course you can't do right now because it's in the rebuild phase, and um, that's just an amazing experience. That you know, probably about 15, 20 minutes or so, you know, going through the history, almost HD, well HD quality, almost 4K quality um, through a through a headset, and um, so th- so I think we're just getting the early sight of what the metaverse would look like, thanks to uh, you know many many of the carriers like Orange and. Um, and uh, and Korea Telecom. And with the metaverse, it's become, or metaverses, we know that they've become almost part of the daily language now in the last six months. How well do you think businesses are getting a sense of where there might be some value in this? We know that you've got hundreds of millions of kids playing in Fortnite, in robots, in Minecraft, we know that Ariana Grande did her concert in front of 78 million people in Fortnite. A lot of businesses are saying, well, we probably ought to do something, but they're not sure what. Do you think we're starting to see more businesses get a sense of how might they use it for customer engagement or to create new value propositions? 
I, I think we're, we're very much in that experimental stage. You know, if, if I would characterize the B2B, the business-to-business -business 5G applications, they've moved from experimental to implementation. And um, there are great examples of that. I think with the metaverse, it's, it's still fun. You know, it's, 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 it's not there yet. I mean, I think perhaps uh, the two orange examples that, that I saw, one was the uh, underwater drone um, and the other was the Notre Dame. So, you know, sort of one for science and, um, and one for um, tourism, I guess. You know, they, those are the closest to reality. Um, unless you want to learn how to dance in Korean, because there's lots of those out there. And, and, and that combines sort of artificial intelligence, uh, virtual reality, and some kind of tuition. And, and actually, in terms of business application, you know, you can do a lot of training. Um, well, as, as pilots know, in simulators, I think, I think the training application will be one of the early ones is going to be huge. I think I'm probably going to have to perfect my uh, dad dancing steps before I learn to, to kind of move to K-pop. But, but, you know, certainly worth going and trying out. So, I mean, we talked about uh, 5G, we've talked about sustainability, we've talked about metaverses. What else is, is striking you as you go around or what's ringing a bell for you? Whether it's individual technologies and more the kind of system level possibilities of what we're seeing as you walk the show floor. That's, the, that's a great question, actually. You know, how does all, all this synthesize together? And, and I walked all the way to Hall 7, and I came across this company called Clone, actually. Um, and, and they probably uh, epitomized pretty much everything I saw on the, on the way there. Because um, a, a lot of this requires artificial intelligence, supercomputing power to make it work. You know, some great screen technology and processing power. And um, what this company has done, a little startup from Korea again, they have developed a, a process whereby you can change the language uh, that uh, somebody's speaking. So they've got a demo of Biden making a speech. So change the language to five different languages. That's nothing particularly special. But what they're able to do is they, they can also change the way his lips move. So if he goes from English to Spanish, his lips move differently. And so it sort of syncs it up a lot better. And then, something really helpful for me, you can change the age as well. So you know, if you don't want to be my age, and you want to be, say, a little bit younger, you can wind the age back a little bit as well. And all this is done through um, the use of AI. It, at the moment, it's two-dimensional. But they're moving to a sort of three-dimensional approach, which will use wireless technology as well. So, so for me, that was almost the, the best example of what we are seeing here, which is supercomputing power, the use of artificial intelligence, and wireless applications, and sort of heading, taking us towards this future of the, the metaverse. But we're not there yet, but you can see the baby steps to get there. And if you combine that with something like the experience you talked about earlier of traveling around Notre Dame, I might want to do that trip in Hindi, or I might want to do that in Swahili. And with that kind of instantaneous translation, I guess it allows the scaling up of those kinds of experiences as well and makes the metaverse a truly multilingual environment. Precisely, yeah. All they need to do is get the smells of Paris in there and we, yeah. we're, in, we're in the whole new dimension. But yeah, yeah no, it's, you, can, you can reach out and touch it now. It's not quite there, but you, know, you, can, you can see where, where we're going with it. 
And you know, those of us who've been in the technology field for for some years, you know, I can see how this is, you know, translation technology. When I was working in Spain about 20 years ago, was pretty clunky. You know, they can just flick from language to language. 30 seconds, all they need to do is listen, and then they can change the age. And they've even got Mona Lisa singing a song. So I mean, that's quite impressive. Probably way better than me doing it. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jeremy. It's been a fascinating conversation. Are there any final thoughts you want to leave us with as we explore the future in the show and we think more broadly about how will these technologies come together to make life better for us? Um, another great question. Uh, I think it's. I, I reflect on you know how how this show actually has evolved over the years, and I remember coming here you know, the 3G stage, and everybody knew it was, all about, it was all about the apps, but nobody knew that, you know, at the time, a failing computer company was just gonna reinvent the telecommunications industry. So uh, I suspect the gorillas of the metaverse are probably not even here, probably still in school, actually. But, you know, look out, you know, let's, let's, let's remember we're into another phase of disruption. At every phase, a new group of players come in and, um, and we should remain curious about who they are and don't listen to the people who say they think they know who they are because nine times out of ten, they don't. Um, but if you remain curious, then you've got the best chance of knowing who they are as they, as they appear. I, I think that's so true that curiosity really drives the focus on listening and looking outside for those ideas and solutions rather than assuming that we know best and that because we don't know what they're doing or we don't understand what they're doing, it can't be right. And I think that, that openness to ideas, that willingness to listen and that desire to be curious is really the strength of what's come through from you in this conversation. So thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you. From baby steps to technological leaps, the transformation and tangible results are clear to see and as shared by Jeremy, some of these innovations have been over 10 years in the making. So while we go ahead and continue to invest in research and development for the next big thing to come, one thing is for sure, the need to remain curious. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and make sure you don't miss the next episode of the Tech Podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.